You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Milwaukee Bucks trying to figure out how to defend Chris Paul and the pick and roll. It is Chris Carlin, Bart Scott. Not a pretty game one for Milwaukee. Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, and of course on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. What are your overall thoughts on game ones of the NBA? Uh, game one of the NBA Finals. Do the Bucks stand a chance in this series against the Suns? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Do the Bucks absolutely have to find some kind of way to defend against Chris Paul? Because last night they looked absolutely lost at it. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And, Bart, that, that's just what I keep coming back to. I... I'm blown away by the fact that this can be the case. And I know that Chris Paul is so special when it comes to this in particular. But when you can't even pick your poison at times last night for Mike Budenholzer and the Bucks, it just blows me away that you're in the NBA Finals and that's the case. Yeah, but listen, this series and this playoffs have been all about adjustments, right? It was about the Clippers adjusting to uh, to Luka, right? It was about... Uh, the Knicks trying to adjust to Trey Young or um, the, the uh, Philly trying to adjust, adjust to Trey Young in the pick and roll with Capella. Like, we've been seeing, like, this whole playoffs has been about the others, but it's also been about the basketball acumen of the coaches. Can Tyron Lue come up with a proper uh, lineup? to be able to, to, to combat what was going on. He did, right? So now it's time for Boonehoser to cut to step up. And we talked to Wendy in the first hour, right? And Wendy was saying, hey, Boonehoser is one of the very few coaches that still believe in going with the bigs. It doesn't mind putting Brooke Lopez out there to look, look silly and put on skates. You know, almost potentially could have gave up a seven-point play when you think about the, the when he didn't give Chris Paul an opportunity to come down. The three-point play was good. The, the technical foul was good. They missed the shot off the ball. But that was potentially seven points giving up that way and it was just too easy offense what happens when you give up easy offense like that it allows everybody to get in a groove and get comfortable you don't want people to be comfortable in the finals you want them to be uncomfortable you want them to be afraid unsure and when you give them that easy matchup when they can dictate a matchup that that's going to be favorable and there's nothing you you do about it then they're going to keep going to the well it's not like yeah you know, i always never understood if something was working why not why not keep going to it until the other team changes it well chris paul did exactly that Devin Booker did exactly that. And they continued to get the matchup, whether it was against Porter or whether it was against Brooke Lopez. It looked like Bunoz didn't have an answer for it. He started going under it. That wasn't the answer for it. They got to start when they get that pick and roll, blitzing these guys, getting the ball out of their hands. They have to do something. And I think they, I would be encouraged that, hey, they had a better game plan than us. But, listen, we still were in the, was in the game. Let's make them defend. And maybe Drew Holiday can play better. The only difference is Crowder is not going to go 0 for 8 again in the game. Well, one thing I would say is that it, it is hard to look. I, I know there are adjustments to be made. It is hard to look like you're that out of whack 
on that end. And Stephen A. Smith last night uh, with SVP after the game, uh, as you would expect, was really, really alarmed by what he saw. It is mind-boggling to me how I'm, I don't, I don't want to be insulting, but absolutely clueless the Milwaukee Bucks appeared last night in being, in, you know, and being prepared for this game. Uh-huh. You know that CP3 and Devin Booker, you know what they're going to give to you, particularly when they're hitting their perimeter shots. But a guy like CP3 is literally picking defenders. Who am I going to pick on next? Right. And absolutely, positively no adjustment was made whatsoever, and that's why he looked so spectacular. You know, there is one other aspect to this, though, to get to, and it's something that you've spoken a lot about. Giannis and how they play offensively when he is on the court versus when he is not. Now, this is not to say that the Milwaukee Bucks are a better team with Giannis on the bench than they are with him on the court. But they are a different team. And they are a team that offensively relies a lot more on guys like Drew Holiday. And you watch a performance like that from Drew Holiday last night, and he shoots four for 14. You wonder... Is there that noticeable difference to those players at that point? And for Holiday, is it that much more frustrating to have that be the case when you know that Giannis, and we understand his greatness, does gum things up a little bit? Yeah, but it, listen, it's all about chemistry, right? That's why the that's why the dream team didn't work, right? When I say dream team, I'm talking about the one with Vince Young and all that stuff, and Nazi Amson, wah wah wah, you know, that, and all those guys, right? You know, because it's about Eagles, chemistry. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. about it's about chemistry, and it seems to me that Drew Holiday really has a tough time in trying to figure out how to pick his spots, how to facilitate and run the team. Because if he's bringing up the point, he's essentially running the team. And it seems like he has a problem with Giannis out there because he, he's uncertain. He wants to give Giannis and defer to him instead of just being an alpha male and saying, Giannis, I'm going to set you up. You know, we'll give you time to have isolation. But right now, I do rarely see, you rarely see Drew Holiday come down and hold his hand up like he's calling a play. Right. It seems like they come down and it's all like free, free for all, right? It doesn't seem like it's any continuity. It doesn't seem like it's a play being called, right? So I, I feel like they have to figure that out. Right, and Drew Holiday has to figure out how he can be aggressive and yet still allow Giannis to get his shots. And it was crazy because Giannis only put the ball on, you know, he was 11 for what, 14? And he put up 14 shots, so there was plenty of shots out there. I just think they got sped up, and Drew Holiday was trying to speed the game up, but he has to do a better job, and they have to do a better job. And I think it may have to start with sacrificing Brooke Lopez, somebody that was able to shoot 50%, but I believe it was a minus seven. After shooting 50%, he shot like 60% from three point. Right, but he's a liability, and they kept picking him out. They're going to have to go with more athletes, and then let I believe Brooke Lopez come off the bench. We saw this happen with Ty Lue, right? Did we see mm-hmm. this? Yep. We saw Ty Lue say, "Listen, we love you, uh, Zubats, but we got to put you down. We got to go with Batum because we need somebody that can be able to play this pick and roll because they're picking on you." So listen, you can talk about all the offense that you get from Brooke Lopez, but the points that he gave up was more than what he was able to put up. So you got to make sure and say, you know what, we're going to use Brooke and use them big because guess what? They're without Sarge. 
So now he's going to be able to come out with the second unit, whoever's that second center that comes in when Aiden gets out. He's going to be able to pick his spots and go barbecue chicken, and that's when you go through him. And it's about being able to know when to attack. And Chris Paul seemingly knew exactly when to attack and who to attack, and that's coming from game planning. That's coming from isolating saying, this is what the Bucks do, and this is how we're going to attack them, and taking a strength, which is Brooke Lopez and his big body, and making a weakness for them. And to your point, Lopez finished a team-worst minus 17. And he shot 50%. Yeah. He shot 50%. He scored 17, but he finished right. a minus 17. <laughs> My point. So, so I mean, that's what I think they – that's where I think it starts. And I think you look at Tyron Lue and what Tyron Lue did because Zubas was – remember, Zubas was the chicken. He was the fish. Remember? Remember the first couple of games? It was Zubas, Zubas, Zubas. And Zubas was doing his best job that he could, but it was hurting the team. And what did he do? He went to Batum. So if you guys, you're not going up to, to Patum, what you're doing is you're putting Giannis at the five, and you're telling, hey, guess what? We got a defensive MVP, a long arm. So Chris Paul, when you're trying to shoot over this 7-2, this guy can recover and close the space in between. When you do all those irky-jerky moves, he's going to be able to close the space a lot faster than Brick Lopez. And we know if you try and go to the basket, he'll peel it off the backboard before he hits. Greedy, brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care. Proud sponsor of the 2021 ESPY Sports Humanitarian Award. And don't miss the ESPYs presented by Capital One this Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Polls for best athlete, best game, best team, and more are awaiting your vote at ESPN.com slash ESPYs. Next, one of the great stars in the game wasn't supposed to show up at the Midsummer Classic next week, but... Has that changed after what happened last night? We'll tell you next. It's Greeny, Chris Carlin, Bart Scott filling in for Michael on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Don't miss a minute of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Justin Herbert. I don't see young quarterbacks that come in and take the NFL by storm as a rookie and fall off a cliff. Yeah, that dude, he, he going to be special. Wake up with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
Oh, the Mets. The Mets, the Mets, the Mets. They're going to just Mets. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. And, of course, on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. If you missed any of the show, don't forget you can always catch both hours of the show posted daily as a podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts in 15 minutes. 12 minutes, actually, we will talk to Jeremy Fowler and get into some NFL and the very latest on Aaron Rodgers and some contractual situations around the league as well. Last hour, I spoke to Brian Windhorst about the NBA. Last night, we had a situation, Bart, where the Mets had a chance to get Jacob deGrom to pitch twice before the All-Star break. He could have pitched last night, and he could have pitched on Sunday. So last night, with bad weather in the New York area for their game against the Brewers, they waited two and a half hours, two and a half hours to actually play the game before they realized that we cannot play this game. (laughs) And it was just absolutely silly to make people sit there and wait. But that's not all. Now they could face a potential issue because he's going to pitch the first game of a split doubleheader today, which means that he would not pitch again before the All-Star break, and people might start asking the question, well, is he going to show up at the All-Star game now? He cannot show up at the All-Star game, Bart. They cannot afford to have Jacob deGrom, who has been banged up in the first half with three separate issues, uh, pitch in the All-Star game this year. I'm sorry. I mean, listen, you know, this is your opportunity, like you said, for them to get him some rest, right? And listen, we've seen this before. Listen, Jacob DeGrom has been an all-star the last couple of years, so he's accustomed to the festivities and what goes on. He can show up but not participate. He can show up and get his flowers and, and be an all-star, come out and sit in the dugout doing a home run derby and watch Otani do the things and pick his brain and all that stuff. But, yeah, why pitch him? Like, he should have been there, done that. Right now, Jacob DeGrom and the Mets – should have a different mentality. And their mentality is they want to get to the postseason, they want to win their division, and they want to compete for a title. So right now, like, it's by no way, by no means do you press him so he can impress the, the, the world. Everybody knows that Jacob Grimes is the best pitcher in the world. He don't got to go out there and, and try and strike out some of the best pitchers. Get him some rest, double down, Get his get his replacement in there, whoever's behind there the day before. If I'm Jacob, I go there like I'm going to participate. They'll say, ah, I feel something. And then, you know what, I ain't going to be able to do it. Let him call in the emergency backup. Look, he if he sits out, there's a chance that his teammate, Taiwan Walker, could get the call in his place. And, and that, there are a few things at work here. Number one, as we said, you've had three separate issues, including one little stint on the IL in the first half in a season that – has been unprecedented in so many ways. And the last couple of starts, it's not that he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been his normal self or what he, we've grown accustomed to seeing this year. Number two, I always go back to Pedro Martinez. 1999, the All-Star game is at Fenway Park. And Pedro comes out in the first couple of innings and blows away the first four hitters and five out of the first six. The next start was a Sunday at Fenway against the Marlins. I was there. He got bombed. He got absolutely blitzkrieged. And what happened? He was hurt. So he was fortunate that he only missed a couple couple of starts. He missed about two weeks' worth. But he had shoulder issues as a result of that. 
And so a couple of years later, in 2002, when he was invited to the All-Star Game, he declined the invitation and said, it's more important for me to be ready for my team here in the second half. That's a simple, simple thing for Jacob deGrom to say. And let's be fair here. You're an athlete. Your competitive juices are going to get flowing. Mm -hmm. And if you have a first-inning situation out there where Jacob deGrom is facing Shohei Otani, are you telling me that it's not going to start coursing through his veins a little bit, that he's not going to want to get after it? Yeah, we know that you know he leads the league and pitches over a hundred, right? We talk about his triple digits. And by no means do you put Jacob Degrom out there where he has to make a decision. You know, you want him to be rested because at the end of the day, too, what he's searching for is something that's different, right? We we heard Buster Oni, right? We talked to him at the beginning of the season. You know, he said that this guy has the opportunity to be the MVP, not just a Cy Young. And so you have to talk to DeGrom in those terms. Like, we're chasing something much greater than, than just, you know, showing off for the All-Star game. We're chasing uh, Cy Young, we're chasing a championship, and we're chasing the MVP. And that's how you kind of talk to him to tell him the bigger picture. Tell him, hey, go out there, man, have fun. And listen, what a gift for your, for your Taiwan Walker. What, what a gift for you to be able to say, hey, man, I'm going to let you go into your first All-Star game. That makes you guys – uh, teammates, you know what I mean. That, that that makes a closer bond. That make that brings your team together. That, that does everything you want a leader to do. And look, the other part and the most important part is that he could pitch tonight, and then in the second half of the year, even if he pitched the very first game, which would be a week from Friday, you're getting eight full days off in between starts, and you could even give him a little bit more if you wanted to. But I think that is what is most important at this point. I want, I'm thrilled that Otani is doing everything that he is doing in the, in the All-Star festivities. I think it's phenomenal. The Mets are four games in front in the National League East. Yeah. This is the best pitcher in baseball. The Angels, I, I hate to say it, yeah, and, we know and why this he's is the only it. reason, but they're not going anywhere right There's now. There's a dog and pony show out there. You know what I mean? They just entertain it. They're, they're, they're saying, hey, listen, they're, they're the squeaky wheel. Look at us over here. Look what we got. Look what we got. But at the end of the day, it's going to amount to nothing. They got some good players. They got Trout, who's arguably the best player in the game, but only surpassed by you know, Shohei Atani as the best player right now. But they got nothing to show for it, right? So they, they, they got to go out there and chase attention. You know, you know what we want uh, DeGrom to get attention? When he's striking guys out in the postseason. Up next, what does the timeline for a potential – resolution with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers actually look like. We will discuss it with our next guest in moments. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. As Aaron Rodgers planned for the Packers this year, we get into it next on Greeny, Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, filling in on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I don't think I don't don't feel like it's this chill between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers yet. Not at all. Don't worry. Oh God. About a team. I'm so sick of them. <laughs> it's Every Chris day things gonna be alright. Those are the dulcet tones of Bart Scott, along with Chris Carlin, filling in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests join us via the Goodyear Hotline. That's where we're going right now to welcome in ESPN NFL insider, senior reporter Jeremy Fowler, who joins us right now. And Jeremy, I don't know about you. I'm I'm getting more and more annoyed by it. Well, you're probably not annoyed by it, but with Aaron Rodgers, I'm getting more annoyed by it because I'm watching him yesterday and they're all pressing him and he's like I don't know we'll see we'll see I'm not mad at the GM I'm not mad at this I'm not mad at that when when is this going to be over Jeremy is it truly waiting until (laughs) training camp well if you're sick of it I mean every time I go in sports center that's the top topic that we have to discuss which (laughs) I get it a huge story but I mean yeah I'd, I'd like for it to be resolved as well uh you know, this is one of those situations where in true standoff form, Aaron Rodgers is not divulging anything. He's not showing any emotion. He's not playing his cards. He's basically just saying, hey, everybody doesn't know what they're talking about, uh, which doesn't help any clarity. But uh, the Packers weren't expecting him to give an answer at the match. You know, they, they're just going to continue to wait this out. And, and really, it's his move in a lot of ways, and they know that. Uh, and both sides are, are running out of options. You know, so the Packers – are going to see if he shows up or if he really threatens to retire or not show up at all. I think they're, from what I gather, talking to people around the league, they're sort of torn on that. Some there in Green Bay believe, like, okay, they're hopeful he'll be back, and some think, well, he's dug in, so anything could happen. Um, And so there's no clear-cut answer. The only thing that's clear-cut is that they're not trying to trade him. What's the point of no return? At what point is it saying, okay, well, it can't come back? Because we know that once he gets fined, the the way the new CBA is written – that you can't take the fines back, that they're there. So right. at what point do they decide, okay, well, this isn't going to end well. Um, is Aaron Rodgers willing to go to the regular season and maybe go to by the trade deadline? Like Because if they don't get off to a fast start and, and they know they're out of the playoffs, do they decide in that time to say, okay, we got to move on to next season and maybe trade yeah. him in the middle of the season? I think week two or three is the point of no return. Like I could see this still bleeding into the first part of the regular season and giving Jordan Love two games and seeing how it goes if Rodgers really, really wants to, to play that card because we're talking 
$50,000 a day in fines is a lot for most players, but Aaron Rodgers has made over $200 million in his career. He, you know, if he really wants to set precedent here and make things difficult, he'd probably be willing to eat that. Uh, now, if you get into giving back the signing bonus and not making anything at all this year and having to pay back a prorated version of you know, $50 million, and that's a little different. Uh, so I, I just the, – both sides, I think, going into training camp is not – you know, that date, July 27th, is not the uh, – you know, the sole landmark here. I mean, this could play out for a few weeks after that with him possibly not being here. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Jeremy, just is it as simple as Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Packers again? Well, there's certainly a feeling of that in some sections of the NFL, in some league circles. You know, I've talked to teams that are monitoring this that, you know, maybe they're not ready to give up all their first round picks for Aaron Rodgers right now, but they would certainly entertain the thought of trading for him. Um, and they're of the belief that Rodgers doesn't want to be there and wants to be traded, but he also hasn't gone full nuclear here. Uh, you know, you saw with Deshaun Watson, the reports were more pointed where he has told the front office, I'm requesting a trade. Now maybe Rodgers has done that. And it's clear from, from colleague Adam Schefter's reporting that he does uh, one out has told some people that, you know, he'd like to play elsewhere, but, um, he hasn't pressed the nuclear button yet, at least not publicly. He's leaving some wiggle room. The Packers know that, and so that, that's why you know, they are hopeful. I, I think that they're, uh, they're still actively looking for solutions here, whether that's through his contract or through just some sort of common ground with the personalities involved. Okay, I'm so tired of um, Aaron Rodgers. Can we go around the league and talk about some of these <laughs> other young yes. quarterbacks that are eligible for um, for big, huge contracts, um, mainly Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Which one of those guys gets signed long-term first? I, I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, I, Did I you hear Tannenbaum? You heard Tannenbaum. It's 55,000 well, yeah. 5, Baker Mayfields in the league. Hmm. I, well, yeah, I, I did. I think he uh, – yeah, he, he seems to think Baker's more middle of the road as a quarterback. And, and I, you know, he's he's not a certified top ten guy, top five guy like, like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are. But I think because they are at that higher threshold, they can hold out for, for more of the money. So I think the Browns are going to say, hey, well, we value you. Here's what we value you at. It's to a point. Um, so you can sort of take it or leave it. Now, Baker might bet on himself, but if he takes it, I think he would take it fairly early. Um not today, but you know you could you could see it around training camp or maybe even closer to uh, late August. Now Lamar, I do think will get done for sure. It just depends on when. Um, the, the Ravens have been very clear that they're going to do this. Um, they're committed to doing this, and you know Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, which that can go one of two ways. He could, you know, if he really feels conviction, he could uh, hold out for the highest possible dollar and take it into the season. Or, uh, you know, with that inexperience, he could, he could take a deal early. So that could go either way. But I, I, I do feel confident that, that will get done in the next few months. Is that because, is that, because um, is that the reason why they didn't um, keep Orlando Brown Jr.? And they seemingly were kind of quiet in the free agent market for those outside pass rushers where they still really didn't fill those voids with Houston or, one, or, or re-signed yeah. Judon? Some of that has to do with the, the money allocation, yeah, because you know they, they they know they have to pay Lamar. They want to pay Mark Andrews too. That one of their top tight, or well, one of the top tight ends in the league. Those are two deals they want to do. Uh, and then last year is just, you know, they decided to pay Marlon Humphrey and, and Ronnie Stanley, two former first round picks that are high end guys. You know, so when you have Stanley left tackle, it just doesn't make sense to pay 
Orlando Brown left tackle money when he plays right tackle for you. That's what he wanted, and so it sort of hit a breaking point. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider, joining us on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Your dog, obviously, very interested in what's going on with Ronnie Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) She's chiming in on Aaron Rodgers right now. (laughs) Um, What's the situation here with Deshaun Watson? That's gone quiet since everything's transpired. What's your read on how this is going to play out and what that timetable might look like? Well, we're, we're getting closer to training camp, which is when I think the NFL could, could jump in here and put them on the commissioner's exempt list, you know, because typically they don't put a player on the exempt list for, for those sort of off-field issues um, unless there's something to be exempt from. And with off-season workouts, OTAs being voluntary, there really wasn't much to be exempt from. Now there's some real football coming. And so the league could step in because the case still doesn't have all the clarity. You know, if, if Deshaun Watson um, doesn't settle this case, then he's not scheduled to depose until like February. So that'd be well after the season. So that complicates matters in a big way. So, I, you know, I, I still think there's a chance for both parties to try to work something out um, or it goes to court. And so in that case, you could see him on the exempt list for a long time, um, depending on when he would get clarity on the case. So th- this could go a lot of different ways. It's very complicated obvious uh obviously very serious and so um it's been pretty much at a stalemate for at least a month now jamal adams jeremy where does he stand right now with a new contract with the seahawks well they've talked and you know the team has made clear they want to sign him but it's been slow going and uh this is one that's that's difficult to do because Jamal Adams is a uh, you know a high principled individual he knows he's a top safety he knows they gave up first two first round picks to get him so, you know, he's not going to take like $15.5 million a year, which would get him the highest paid safety, but just barely. You know, he's probably going to want to be closer to 20 than 15, I would imagine, at this point, <laughs> uh, at least early on. And so I, I just don't know if Seattle's willing to go there, but they, they have to do this. And, and you know, they're, they're kind of going to be handcuffed with other moves they might potentially want to do until they know how much they're spending on Jamal. Um, so, like, you know, from what I've heard, I think a Tyron Matthew getting done with Kansas City, you know, he's got one year left. That safety might be done quicker or easier than Jamal Adams because I think just his deal is going to be more complicated. Ahead, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you think of that, like if if he's going to demand twenty million dollars, what is a guy like um, Mika Fitzpatrick going to be able to act for in the market as he's got to be coming up pretty soon? And also, if Derwin James can stay healthy. What what does that mean for the free agent uh, market or the market for safeties in the NFL if Jamal Adams is able to get north of, of $15, $16 million? Yeah, well, Bar, that's a position that probably needs an uptick. You know, I, I think I saw Justin Simmons being the highest paid. Uh, he's at just over $15 million a year. That's 75th in the league among all players in their average per year payout. So, Safety is a bit lagging. You saw it with tight end a couple of years ago. They were stuck on sort of like $10 million a year. And then George Kittle, Travis Kelsey bumped that up. So this might be a time for that, you know, between a guy like Fitzpatrick, Jamal Adams, they get that a little higher. But, you know, close. I, I don't necessarily think Jamal Adams is saying, hey, it's got to be $20-plus million a year or nothing. But, um, you know, it, it's it's he's he you know, I think he wants to reset the market in a big way, not a small way. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider with us. Now, you've got a great series up every day now on ESPN.com in which you polled more than 50 GMs, coaches, scouts, players about the top 10 
at every position in the league. Today, linebackers are right up there. Uh, make sure you yeah. go and check it out. So what I want to know, Jeremy, is which position really presented the most debate among everyone that you polled? So far, I would probably say wide receiver and interior defensive line. That like the defensive line was really really tough because you had like you have like eighteen guys that can really play. We're actually cornerback. It, it, even though it's like a pass happy league, most teams I talk to think there may be like six really good cornerbacks. You know, there aren't that many. There are a lot of good ones, not a lot of great ones. Safety probably the same thing. Um, yeah, but de- I mean, defensive tackle, interior guys—they're like all these young guys that are just wrecking havoc because that's what teams want now. They're drafting more of those guys that, uh, you know, that will get up the middle and get to the quarterback that way. And so that was actually exceptionally tough. Like like JJ Watt, like you got to leave him off the top ten interior guys now, and that's like you know he's been the probably one of the best players of the last decade. Uh, that's how loaded it was. Uh, absolutely awesome series. You got to check it out. It is on ESPN.com, and every day a new position. Uh, is dropping. Great stuff, Jeremy. We appreciate the time, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. Bart, the football offseason is always, always wild with all trades, free agent signings, and new coaching hires. Teams have to be excited for the coming season. If you want to hire people that you're really excited about, team up with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's got you fired up with camp coming up like what what are you looking at when we're talking about all these different storylines with jeremy what is at the forefront for you right now with camp a couple of weeks away what i'm excited about camp i'm I'm excited about the competitions right i mean james winston we think is going to be the 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 quarterback down there how does he look right how does some of these new faces new in new places, how does these rookie quarterbacks play into it? Right? Can Andy Dalton hold up uh, fields, or is he just going to be too good to, to be denied? What happens, you know, what happens in San Francisco? I think that's the most intriguing thing because one of these young guys are going to be forced to play earlier than what they expect. Now, we know Zach Wilson's going to start because who the hell else are they going to throw out there, right? But when you look at these other teams that, that draft the guys that were supposed to be bridge and they're supposed to have a bridge guy in place, like – what happens? Who becomes that Justin Herbert who's going to start earlier than, than, than we believe? And then what the hell is going down on in Houston? Like, is, <laughs> who's going to be the quarterback there? It seems like they have three or four, but who's going to be the guy? Like, is it going to be Tyrod Taylor? I forgot the other guy that they brought down. Was it Blaine Gabbert? I think it was. I'll double-check, but I'm pretty sure it was. But, I mean, and, it's Blaine Gabbard, so, you know. And, <laughs> it's Deshaun Watson, right? So Not to be like, disrespectful, but, you know, it's Blaine Gabbard. So, for me, what I always love about it, I love these, like, hidden races of, of people that are, are, are fighting for their jobs and, you know, seeing what's going to happen. I know I don't want to sound like a homer, but I'm really intrigued about this Jets um, training camp because I want to see, like, the competition. Like, can Crowder hold off, you know, the, the, the youngster? Can he hold off Keenan Cole? Like, how does it look? Right. 
And, like, you know, how does it look with the running back position? They got so many damn running backs on that team that it's, it's ridiculous. Like, two or three good players are going to get lost and left off that team. Right? You think about it, they got Tevin Coleman. They got P. Ryan that they drafted last year. They got Michael Carter. They got uh, Josh Adams. All these guys, Josh Adams, people don't realize, averaged six yards per carry, right, last year. They got Ty Johnson as well. They averaged eight yards a carry last year. And if you say put it into this Mike Shanahan, I mean, this Kyle Shanahan type of system, like these are guys that can be like Mustard, right? But so, but one of these guys are going to get left off. That's six. I just named five running backs. It's going to be interesting. That's what I love about camp, that competitions within the competitions and people fighting for that starting spot because it seems like nobody has a lock on the Jets roster outside of C.J. Mosley and maybe Becton and, and, and Barrett Tucker. Apologies to Blaine Gabbert, Bart. Apologies. Mm-hmm. He is not in Houston. Okay. It is. is it they, remember, they brought in Jeff Driscoll, and then they uh, uh, remember Driscoll. they drafted Davis Mills from Stanford. That's right. In, Jeff uh, Driscoll. Pretty high in the third round. Yeah, me and Jeff Driscoll got the same agent, too. That's why I know that he's uh, he was in Denver before that. Right. So there you go. You have Jeff Driscoll brought in. I, I don't So basically think... they have nothing. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> uh, Davis Mills, though, actually is somebody that people feel like might be able to play in the league. We'll see. There is one other thing that I didn't get to today with you that I it's just really aggravating me. And and Monica McNutt brought it up this morning on KJZ with Allen. This was like a Twitter takeover debate yesterday for something that just is not even a debate. And it just blows my mind. There was this poll out there on Twitter because somebody felt that this particular action was tacky. Hmm. Or when you go to a restaurant, and they bring bread to the table. Do you wait a few minutes or do you get right into the bread and, you know, let's get this meal going? I'm diving so deep into the bread and you're looking at, like, my kids know, like, because my daughter, every once in a while, she'll take two. They're like, no, 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 no. We all get one first. And we, listen, we actually are asking for more bread. Like, because usually in between the appetizers and the bread, you know, they got to go get the drinks and stuff like that. They put the bread there. I want my bread now. And mm-hmm. not only do I want my bread, don't let them have some special type of butter. Like, don't, don't let them have – and that butter, at least I don't want that little butter that's in a little gold wrapper. I want my gutter – I want my butter pre-whipped so I can spread it equally, and I want that bread so hot that it melts the butter, and it's like I'm eating toast. All right, a couple of things. Number one – if you're bringing the bread over and it's not warmed up, don't bother. Don't bother. You know, if, if you're giving me stale bread, that's problem number one. Number two, my head's on a swivel for that bread for the second I walk in the door. How long is it going to be before that bread is on the table? And I can deal with any kind of butter. I'm a flexible guy. You want to put olive oil down? I'm on board. Uh, oh, olive oil with herbs? Yeah, I'm Man. great with that. I'm great with that. Uh, Monica was talking about Cheesecake Factory today and the fact that they put down two different kinds of bread. Uh, a little pumpernickel bread. with some oats. Yes, 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 yes. But this idea that it's somehow tacky to to not let the bread sit for a few minutes because it's free and grabbing it right away is like, well, you may as well have just eaten before you got here. What the bougie son of a gun came up with this idea and remind me to have this person thrown out of the country. Exactly. Let me tell you something. Nothing in life is free. 
Listen, that bread is just a teaser to make sure that you need to get something good to drink because your throat going to be dry. And you mm. know the water ain't going to help it out. So, you know, you're going to get you a nice beverage of Kool-Aid or whatever, strawberry lemonade or dark beverage that's going to have so much ice in it that as soon as you sip, sip, it's going to be gone. So there ain't nothing free about it. I'm doubling down on drinks. And if you want this 20-plus percent, you're going to make sure that my bread is there. So when you see me walking there, oh, my, oh God, Mr. Scott's here. Get the bread ready. Hot fire. Exactly. Get it ready. And it's, there's going to be a second basket. Let's not even discuss whether there's going to be a second basket. Take Don't Somet- even ask. Sometimes I get a second basket to go with my entree because I like to soak up some of that Aju sauce and some, exactly. of, that, some of that drink with my bread. Exactly. Well, the, 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 the disrespect of the people on the bread. So this poll was 97%. Of course you eat the bread. And yet, like, you know who would make that bread sit in for five minutes? Aaron Rodgers would make that bread sit for five minutes. He'd be in the 2.7%. That's what would aggravate me. And then, you know, uh, honestly, like I I nearly had an incident at a restaurant one time because, you know, a server was very chatty, chatting us up. Okay, that's great. Okay. And I'm I'm just thinking, okay, enough with the chit-chat. Where's the bread? (laughs) You better have that bread ready. You better have that butter ready. Listen, that's the way you get – you want to ask what the five fingers say to the face, don't have my damn bread. <laughs> I've never been more in lockstep with anybody than I was in lockstep with Monica this morning on that. And it just <laughs> – I knew you'd appreciate it. It was just so – I mean, disturbing is a word that I would use. This has been Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appeared via the Goodyear hotline on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.